Oh, uh, sorry. Last story. So I went to play ball this morning and uh, there was like this dude there that I've never seen before. He's like big guy, probably like six, probably like six, four, like a solid, like 250, 260. Like he's like big. And uh, he's like a big white guy, got on the floor, was wearing a hoodie, like chilling, like pacing up and down. So it's like, oh, this guy can't be that good, whatever. Man, this guy took off his hoodie in the second game and he had the footwork of like any European player. My goodness. He was going to town. Okay. He started taking our big man to like to big man academy in there. He was pulling up from three. Woo. I know who it is. Stauskas. <laughs> no, I wish. Maybe he was bigger than 250 because he's like a like big dude. Not like Stauskas build, but like a, a wide build. But he's man, his footwork was impeccable. Holy fuck. And he's Australian. So he kept calling everyone mate. This son of a bitch, man. Seems beat like a good player to play with. Yeah, except he was killing us. He beat us like four, four games in a row. Step back three game? every time. Huh? Is this league or pickup? Pick up. Uh, okay. But step back three every time. game. Fuck. Couldn't handle it, man. Our big guy couldn't do shit against him. You should have guarded him. Can't do shit against him. He's too big. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's Pull my some story. Dirty time. shit, man. Like, they're not going to call it anyway. Come on, man. I ain't no dirty player. What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to the Hoops Corner. I'm your host, Peter Tran, and on the line, in the dog, dog house? Dog house. Iceman himself, Josh Cohen, how you doing? Uh, seemingly doing much better than you. You couldn't remember where I was, so something's going on with you. Not enough sleep, huh? I don't, I don't, I don't keep track of you. As long as you show up on time, I'm okay. You know where I am, you can see the background. <laughs> it looks like a Costco warehouse back there, Basically. man. Uh, the banger of the paint, a residential medical expert, Rojan Walia. How you feeling? You know what? It looks like Josh is actually in the playpen, and uh, you know what? I'm uh, a bit jealous there. You know, you have a good supply of what does it look like hangers and huggies. I'm jealous of you, man. Just have nothing inside your room. It's just clean and beautiful. You know. Yeah, yeah. The mess is behind me, man. The mess is behind. I don't see it. I don't think there's a mess in there. Yeah. I think that's literally an empty room. I think you just moved in. in. I, I actually think I can't afford anything. That's probably the reality of life right now. Just living on the the broke budget. <laughs> how how bad is it, Raj? Like, if you were to pick any furniture company right now that you could get supply from, who would you be going to? This is what it's come to in our discussion. It, it's called Kijiji. <laughs> furniture Kijiji supply. is probably the only place I can afford. But realistically, it's so bad that the salad bar... At work, had to shut down because lettuce was too expensive. Wow, that, that that that's that's all I have to say. No one's no one's here on a. I'll I'll take a rookie contract. You know what? I'll take a vetman. That's all I want. Training camp invite, maybe a ten day. <laughs> yeah, ten day will be good. Yo, you could take, you would take like a two way at this point, man. Nice little G League contract. I would take a 10 day to clean the floors right now at this point. I mean, I could, we can make that happen. <laughs> it might be for uh, whatever bum ass team that is in Ottawa these days, but we can make that happen. I'm sure they could use somebody. Yeah, you summer. can be a Skyhawk. <laughs> Skyhawk. I think that's what they're called, right? <laughs> Something like that. Black Are Jacks. they still around? The Blackjacks. Is that what they're called? That's the CBL. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I think the Skyhawks. The Skyhawks died uh, before I left Ottawa. Yeah, they, they had like one or two years. So there was like a season or two. Yeah. It was fun when it lasted. Wasn't Jamario Moon on one of those teams? Yeah. No. Uh, Come nah. on, man. Jamario Moon's a Harlem Globetrotter. He ain't going down to the Skyhawks. Are the Harlem Globetrotters better than the Skyhawks? I mean, I would assume so. Maybe the Washington Generals are not. No, definitely not. Gotta be, Josh. I think Raj can make the Washington Generals for sure. Oh, man. That would be the dream. He can definitely wipe their floors. No, easily. (laughs) Looks like he's wiping his camera right now. I know. I'm trying. I'm trying to happen. I don't know, man. I'm blurry as hell right now. You have a fog in your room? Yeah, exactly. It's (laughs) the weather forecast for your room. Yeah. 
It's gonna need a Windex bottle. I actually yes. do. It's uh, it's kind of frustrating. <laughs> wax on, wax Seriously. off. Seriously, you, know? right. you look like you're in heaven. <laughs> okay, let's. <laughs> oh, let's let's get to NBA, guys. This is just too much. I can't handle it. Jeez, come on, man. Let's let's look at teams that think they're in heaven right Raj now. Raj the Angel. I want to talk about teams. <laughs> Are the LA Angels in the NBA? Can we talk about them? There's no Angels in LA angels right now, that's for sure. I, I'm dressed like I'm oh, actually man. going to hell. Like I, it's like my funeral, like my fantasy <laughs> leagues. I okay. Talk about the, talk about that one team that's in NBA purgatory instead of uh, in NBA heaven right now. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Who's who's just stuck in the middle of nowhere with no sign or direction of up or down, just sort of just coasting through mediocrity. What's that team right now? Come on, like I, I think it's pretty straightforward. If you're looking at the team that's been this team for the last ten years, it's the Washington Wizards, um, <laughs> right? Like that—that that is the answer. Like they're not horrible, but not great, and they don't look like they're ever going to be great, and they're not doesn't look like they're ever going to be horrible, horrible because management, I guess, is just happy meddling along. Uh. I'm going to have to disagree. I, I think it's, it has to be the Dallas Mavericks. Oh, wow. Wow. The team is perfectly this guy 500. This has been voting for Luka. To, yeah. Wow. Can I just go through some of the Didn't teams they've that. lost to recently? They lost to the Raptors uh, was it yesterday uh, without four of the Raptors' yeah. best players. Maybe the four best Raptors. I mean, besides Fred Van Vliet. Um <laughs> what an OG? Yeah, oh Jesus! Yeah, I guess so. You're right. So, like a majority of the <laughs> Raptors' best players were out. Oh, but, so the Raptors were missing Pascal Siakam, Scotty Barnes, Precious Achua, Delano Ben. Is that it? That's it, right? Look, like somebody else were missing. But anyways, they lost to that team. They lost to the Nuggets without literally everybody. Yo, that was incredible. When Davon Reed and uh, DeAndre Jordan are out here cleaning house. You know it's it's rough. They lost to the Rockets when Luca didn't play. Uh, man, they lost to Washington. <laughs> God. With without Bradley Beal, without Bradley Beal. And who else? They lost to the Magic. Can't forget that one. Magic, who lost by thirty points to an Embiid, uh, Harden, and Maxi-less team. Uh, and yeah, it's been uh, pretty rough. And I think they're nine and nine right now. And Jason Kidd refuses to play Christian Wood for some reason, even though he's playing exceptionally well. And yeah, their team is just stuck in mediocrity right now. And Luca, the look on his face after—I'm not sure if you guys saw the last play that Dallas ran, but he got double teamed near half court, gave it to Maxi Kleba in the middle of the floor. All he had to do was take one dribble to the basket, and he would have either had a dunk and cut it to one with, I think, 10 seconds left, or he would have drawn in Chris Boucher from the corner and kicked it out to a corner shooter to tie the game, and instead he did neither, and he just stood there and passed the ball, and then the corner player passed it back to him, and he didn't move, and they turned it over, and they lost to Toronto without Siakam and Barnes, so yeah, it's been a rough go. Okay. If you're down, down, say you're down two with like 20 seconds left, whatever amount of time on the clock, right? And you got the last shot, like last shot. Would you rather lose with one of your teammates playing pure ISO, waiting till like there's six seconds left on the clock and then trying to create their own shot and then obviously clanking it? Or would you rather lose in this situation where you give up the ball and your teammate literally just hands it off to the other team? And I'm frozen. Good. No, you're good. No, like, you're good. Uh, yeah, I, I think we're frozen because I, I guess for Luca, like, I think you have to make the right basketball play, and I think he's always trying to do that, or most of the time he is. And um, there's just not enough talent on that team. Like, uh, like I guess you want your best players to shoot the ball, but if he's getting doubled and he has a good defender like OG on him, and Luca. Like uh, Josh mentioned, scored 24 points, 10 points off of his average. And obviously the Raptors were throwing a few different looks at him throughout the game. Like, it was uh, mostly the make... same look. <laughs> well, it was mostly OG on him. and um, Doubling. Lots of doubles. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, exactly. Doubling him and you got to make the right basketball play. And if your teammates don't make the right play or don't make the shot, you live with that. So I don't think you can blame Luca. I think you can blame the Mavericks management um, because this is, again, like we've always talked about how this team doesn't have enough top end talent. Like if you look at their starting five minus Luca, you would argue whether those players would start on a playoff caliber team. And most wouldn't. And again, Christian Wood, for whatever reason, like Josh alluded to, isn't getting the big minutes that he should. He's kind of a glorified bench player at this point. Um, no, but not a glorified, but he, he should be starting. It's just he's reserved to a bench role. And um, yeah, I think the Mavericks are going to be definitely a team that makes a big move, hopefully before the play or the trade deadline. Was the Porzingis trade last year? Like for Dinwiddie? No, it was two yep. years ago. Last year? I think it was last year. I think so, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Dinwiddie... Yeah, because Porzingis started off and then didn't play much, and then they traded him for Dinwiddie halfway through the yeah. season. But they had Bronson. Yeah, you're right. So, I mean, Dinwiddie, theoretically, Dinwiddie is supposed to be that second guy, right? Like that guy that Luca can sort of give the ball to to alleviate pressure. I mean, the dude is as streaky as it gets in the league. Like, he can drop, t- like, 20-30 in the game, and then next game he'll have 12. It's not really the kind of running mate you want for, like, a generational talent like Luca, But, like, Roger, you're probably right. I mean, you would expect the management to give him a little bit more support. You can't just expect to have guys like uh, DFS or Reggie Bullock just standing in the corner and waiting for it. You sort of need someone to create or someone else to dribble once in a while. Maxi Kleba can't be your, what, third best ball handler on the team? Fourth best? That's an awful way to plan out a team. And the fact that they're still giving Dwight, How- Dwight Powell minutes over JaVale McGee. He's still getting, starting over Christian Wood, like we've talked about. He still like finishes games. It's incredible. This Dallas team is... Whew, it is rough, man. Yeah, like, just the not beat the dead horse here but um like they have like three players that probably you only need one of not that they played the same role but the caliber of player you have like a streaky role player like you have reggie bullock you have um dwight powell again i'm not a like tim hardaway jr in the right role can work but again the role that they expect him to have i don't think he fits that well and then spencer dimwitty like those are four like players that are quite inconsistent. Um, they don't give you many good attributes on both sides of the ball. Like Reggie Bullock can be a a good three point shooter in the right kind of the right game over the course of a series, but they just don't have enough top end talent. And like we've talked about many times, the playmaking and having players be able to run the offense and put players in good positions to score is not there. Yeah, I mean, the worst part about this team, like, if they had another guy to go with Luka and their offense was good, then I understand why Dwight Powell would play because he does make good defensive plays and he is in the right spots on defense. But this team can't score right now because you have guys that you mentioned. Um, Reggie Bullock, he is shooting 30% from the field, 28% from three and averaging five points a game. Also, is Reggie Bullock even a good defender? He was last year. He was decent putting, last year. Just putting it out there. I, like, I think he's decent. I don't think he's a good defender. He's he's good enough. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, they made the conference not- finals last year with him playing 40 minutes a game, so that's something, right? Yeah, it's Luka. Luka's that something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, true. But, uh, you know, Tim Hardaway Jr. shooting 31% from the field this year, 29 from three. Averaging 11 points per game somehow, despite those numbers. And yeah, he probably should not be playing at this point. Even over like a giant... Like Josh Green has actually been really good for them this year. Shooting like 50% from three so far on like limited attempts, obviously. But he actually plays defense. And when he comes in the game, he actually makes a difference. Like you can actually notice their energy go up. And they just play a different style with him in the game. So he has stepped up this year. Um, But he doesn't play enough. They're playing the veterans over... Guys like Green and, you know, obviously Christian Wood's obviously a veteran, but Jason Kidd just hates him. I'm not sure what's going on there, but it's interesting. <laughs> well, if Christian Wood would ever play defense, I'm sure he'd get on the floor more. 
But yo, if you're not going to play defense, man, J.K. not going to play you. It's as simple as that. We've seen it. I mean, their defense is still top 10, right? So he's not doing awful. Like he's when you watch the games, he's like mostly in the right spots now. And he is trying. So, you know, there's going to be times where he's, you know, on the ball and he's going against a guard and they bring somebody over because he's not quick enough. But overall, like you would rather him being in the game and them having a shot to actually score than Dwight Powell. Hey, Canadian legend, Dwight Powell, man. Yeah, well, uh, I think their defense is also a product of kind of the pace they play. Like, they're not letting as many possessions um, defensively. And uh, interestingly, I think their points per possession is still quite good. But again, they're playing a slower tempo game. I think teams aren't trying to run up and down the court to keep up with the Mavs, just especially... Since Jason Kidd became the coach, they've been focusing a lot more on that side of the ball. But, um, like, they just have so many guys that should be the fifth guy on a starting lineup. Like, they have so many of those players that they don't have players two to four. They just It's like Luca and a bunch of guys who should be your fifth option. Um, and they just, like, again, I, I think they could... The thing is, they don't even have much to trade. Like, they don't have valuable assets. Like, like you could trade Finney Smith, but are you going to get back a player that drastically changes your uh, team with his value? Probably not. And um, a team, a player that I know that was mentioned, at least on NBA Twitter, that would have been a probably a good fit with Luka would have been like a player like Jeremy Grant. Um, uh, at least a, a four that's comfortable with the ball, that could shoot, could space, okay defensively, and... Um, obviously it's not going to happen anytime soon, given how Portland's playing, but yeah, you kind of look at this roster and maybe I was just three years too early when I said this team is the one of the more overrated team, unfortunately still the best team in Texas, but yeah. By a long shot. I mean, (laughs) got two tanking teams in Texas, man. It might have three. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like uh, Jason Kidd does this with every one of his new players, though, especially when it comes to, like, Christian Wood. Like, he did the same thing with Giannis, too, where, like, he was just messing around with his minutes in the time that he was there. He was playing Giannis a point guard, and then anytime Giannis made a mistake, he just took him out of the game and didn't put him back in. Like, Giannis' minutes sometimes were, like, 15 minutes in some games. And this is during, like, the season when he was starting to break out. And he just totally fucked with them. So I can see that happening here, and then eventually, like, Three quarters of the way through the season, all of a sudden Christian Wood's playing like 35 minutes a game because he finally broke through the Jason Kidd, I don't know, hazing, I guess you could say. Hazing. You got to earn his trust, man. And then three years from now, four years from now, Christian Wood MVP, right? Yeah, who knows? (laughs) Who knows? I mean, he'll be 30. He'll be in his prime. (laughs) He'll be perfect. That's That's a nice line, man. Christian Wood and Luka Doncic. Co-MVP. It'll be like uh, Stockton and Malone back in the day. Yep. Given all the teams <laughs> around the NBA the hardwood. Oh, wow, that's awful. Raj, can you give me a team that, we're, that you're like pleasantly surprised about here? I don't want to talk about shitty, like average purgatory teams. Okay, I, I'm not going to steal your thunder and I'm not going anywhere near the beam. Um, because <laughs> who knows what kind of curse they put on that. I, I would have to say the team that I'm like pleasantly surprised with is, and again, just kind of how they've been competitive in a lot of their games, uh, has to be the Indiana Pacers. Now, I'll be honest, I haven't been watching many of their games, um, and they do have some wins against some, I would say, so-so teams. Uh, like as in they had back-to-back wins against the Magic earlier this month and uh, they barely beat the Rockets. But again, they've been competitive in a lot of their games. They beat um, a New Orleans team. They beat the Nets already twice this year. Um, and you know what? I, I think Miles Turner, as much as we used to joke around with him, um he's actually had an okay start to the year i would even say probably one of his best starts of the nba season for him and he's putting up good numbers and right now his trade value must be through the roof and tyrese halliburton just has shown why he's 
like what he was doing in Sacramento wasn't a, a fluke. I don't think anything anybody thought that was, but he's playing good basketball. Uh, he's getting the most out of a lineup where they're they have a lot of young players. Um, and uh, like again, Benedict Matherin's playing really well. Duarte's maybe having a bit of a sophomore slump this year, but um, I, I think they're, they've just been a, a pleasant surprise. Like. I never expected them to be above 500, almost 20 games into the season. Yeah, they're a bit like uh, Boston in the way that they play, in terms of offensively anyway. They shoot a ton of threes. They're playing the variance game, which is pretty smart for a team that doesn't have a ton of talent, obviously. So any given night, they can shoot 53s and then make 18 to 20 of them, and they'll have a shot against these teams. But as you mentioned, their schedule has been pretty cake so far. So I would expect them to eventually go down in the standings as soon as you know the halfway point, probably. And then at that point, Indiana is a team that doesn't really ever tank besides last year, right? They're always trying to remain competitive. So if you're in that range where you could be in the play-in or you could choose just to tank, what do you do, right? Imagine Wemby and Tyrese Halliburton on the team. I mean, it's and not too... It's, yeah. That's a that's a really nice team, man. It's not too late to, to tank, right? I mean the Jazz yeah. are gonna have to look at this kind of situation soon too, but like when do you when do you stop trying to win games? Like intentionally just start resting your guys, say that Tyrese Halliburton has a sore thumb, you know, some bullshit like excuses to make up for your guys. I mean last year OKC did it with Shea for what, half the year? The year before that they did the same thing. Is uh what we're nineteen twenty games in maybe thirty games in that's when you start pulling guys out of the lineup randomly. Yeah, like I, again, like Josh mentioned, I don't think Indiana's gonna do that. I think for them, they're gonna look at Tyrese's development, uh, Benedict Mather, and I don't think they're gonna be benching any of those young players. I think for them, they know that uh, the drop off between Wenbanyama and uh, any other potential talent is a. Uh, a bit of a drop and it's a bit of a risk. Like obviously you want to increase your chances at the lottery, but I, I think they have a lot of young promising players that they want to have good valuable minutes. I think the interesting thing will be whether they trade Miles Turner or Buddy Yield um, later on in the season for a few more young pieces. They may end up tanking inadvertently, but I don't think they're going to be benching any of their players or going anything absurd like we saw with OKC last year. I think Tyrese should play approximately 70, 70 games this year. And the interesting thing was, is Miles Turner is Miles Turner going to be on this team? Is Buddy Yield? I, I think they might end up trading them for a few younger players and um, try to go that route. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing too. They might just unintentionally, or maybe intentionally, get the best of both worlds where you get to still play your top players and get the minutes together and let them develop chemistry in Halliburton and Matherin, and then you trade one or both of those guys. I mean, ideally, if you're going to trade one of them, you trade both of them, obviously. But if you look at it, like, Turner actually fits in really well with this team. Like, him and Halliburton have good chemistry. He's taking a ton of threes this year. He's averaging, like, 19-8 and eight with three blocks, and he's putting up great um, percentage-wide stats, good efficiency stats. And, uh, you know, he's extension eligible, so he's 26 years old. So do you trade him at this point? I don't know. Maybe not. This is, like... This is the Miles Turner experience that we've been waiting to see, right? Like, this is pretty much what people were hoping that he would turn into before they got Sabonis a few years ago. Four? Five years ago, I guess? But this was the the potential, right? Like, that that young big man, super athletic, good defensively. And then he learned how to shoot threes because he had to space the floor with Sabonis. But before that, he was a rim runner. So if you have that, all that compiled into one package... With that much potential, if he can stay healthy, I mean, Miles Turner could be that that veteran for the team. You know what I mean? Like, every good team needs at least one older guy to sort of show them the way or like be the voice of reason in the locker room, all that kind of stuff. I don't, I don't know if Miles Turner is that guy that you want as like a, a sort of like a leader, right? Like, you know what I mean, Josh? Like, we were literally just shitting on this guy last week for... Going on Woj's podcast and advertising himself to other teams, i.e. the LA Lakers, not even other teams. One specific team. He literally just went out there and said, yo, I can provide everything you guys need. I'm down. 
trade for me. Is that the like? I love it. I love the uh, like the audacity is insane, but you know you obviously want someone with leadership caliber uh, skills or like leadership skills for younger teams like this, right? But is that the type of leader that you want in your locker room if you were the Pacers? No, I mean, like, if you're asking for a leader on the team, you would hope that Halliburton eventually becomes that guy, or even Matherin. So, I don't think it's a leadership thing. I think it's more so just, like, burning bridges um, on your way out of town, essentially. Because I don't think he's long for the Pacers either way. Like, the Pacers might hope that he signs an extension. But I think at this point, based on, you know, what he said on Woj's pod, he's one foot out the door regardless. I don't think it's going to be L.A. if he doesn't get traded there. Because I'm not sure that LA is going to want to, if they decide to keep all their salary um, for the offseason and not trade for somebody to mess up the cap space that they have going into next year, I think they have like 35 or 30 million or so. So I can't really see them signing Miles Turner in the offseason, assuming that Turner actually stays on Indiana the rest of the year. So I think it'll have to be a trade. But yeah, I, I don't see him staying there. Regardless, I don't think he's going to sign an extension there. Yeah, I don't see him staying there either. I think more <coughs> uh, more likely is maybe a sign-in trade um, in the offseason if a team really is interested in his services. I, I think Indiana should probably just go a bit younger as well. Uh, you don't want to lock up that, mon- that much money in a center who, like you mentioned, probably isn't the best. I mean, he probably won't be the best player in the next five years on their team would probably be the third best in three or four years. Um, I think they just go younger. Uh, there's a lot of young centers or um, power forwards who could use some of his minutes, and I think they're going to want to see what they have this year before they make a trade, but I don't think they're going to end up paying Turner. I think they're going to maybe sign him to trade him or try to see what package they can get. But, hey, you know what, Indiana, they've already, not already, but it looks like they're going to surpass their win total that we had predicted, both all of us, and... You know what? They may end up winning close to 25 to 30 games this year. I mean, they're on pace, man. Raj, you got to actually watch their games because they are fun. If you're just like watching Halliburton alone is like, dude is incredible to watch. Well, when you peek at the stat sheet, like you see Halliburton, right? And uh, what? I think the last 10 games he's had, like, let me just read out his assists in the last like 10 games. 11, 15, 14, 14, 14, 8, 11, 15, 12, 13. Like he's averaging 12 assists a game, 12 to 13, somewhere in there in the last 10. So um, playing incredible and obviously they're beating up on some bad teams, but hey, you still got to beat them. 100%. I will say I don't think he's ever going to be an elite player. Just He might be a Malcolm Brogdon. I, no, I wouldn't say that either. Like, come on, that's a bit disrespectful. <laughs> like, Brogdon but had his well, moments, obviously. Like, he's a, I would say he's like an elite role player. But, you know, when Brogdon was put in that role, like, he put up stats, right? But I don't think Halliburton's that either. He's somewhere in the middle. Like, like a Kyle Lowry? Except, is he going to be that type of winning player? Maybe. I don't know. I think he has a stat stuffer, obviously, but I don't think you can win you know, two to three rounds with him as your best player. You think he uh, he's kind of like De'Aaron Fox? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> I mean, you have to make the playoffs first too, right? So, <laughs> so yeah, I guess we're in the same boat. Sacramento's on their way, boy. Don't know about that. Oh, yes, sir, they are. Obviously, guys, that was my transition to the beam team. The Sacramento Kings are, I mean... Josh, how nice are these guys? My goodness, they have Darren Fox, who's apparently leading the league in clutch points this year. Let me repeat that. De'Aaron Fox <laughs> is leading the league in clutch points with Shea Gilgis-Alexander. But n- never mind that part. They are, I-, I think, the second team in offensive rating, according to NBA.com. I think they are, let me see where they are in defense. Not great. 27th. Near the bottom. 27th in defense. That's okay, because we're getting shots up, baby. Josh, like last week, two weeks ago, you were talking shit about that De'Aaron fox Demonte Sabonis combination. But they're getting buckets, boy. This team is nice. <laughs> I'm not saying that they're going to like do damage in the playoffs, 
But they are one fun-ass team to watch. And uh, that record's going over. I love my bet right now, man. This is looking great. They're literally one win over being 500. Let's just make that very, very clear. And um, they've beat some bad teams. Um, and they score a lot of points. So they're fun to watch. It's kind of like watching all-star level defense. Um, and again, I would say they've had a few noticeable wins. But if, like again, if you're beating teams like the like the Nets when the Nets had like well obviously Kevin Durant but Kevin Durant and who else uh they're beating the Spurs the Pistons without Cade like I for me it's not that impressive but I love me some Kings yeah they are fun to watch but as you mentioned um they really haven't beaten too many teams like they beat Golden State they beat Miami early in the season and they beat mm-hmm. Brooklyn by a gazillion points when Brooklyn was struggling, obviously. They beat and they Cleveland. beat Memphis without Jai, I believe, too. Yeah, Cleveland, Cleveland was a good was... win, too. Yeah. So Yo, I'll give them credit. They, had, they have points, some, bro. 150 some points. decent wins. One, five, three <clears throat> points in one game. Not overtime. How insane is that? Buckets. But, but the problem is, they've had some of these wins... But De'Aaron Fox has had to play out of his mind good, like you've mentioned. And and yes, they win by five, seven points. But do you expect the law of averages is, is going to hit them soon? And the beam will be, well, it won't be turned on as often as I think you expect it to. I, I don't think they're going to end up even... I think they'll end up slightly below 500. Just based off of the law of averages, uh, De'Aaron Fox... Playing great. I think Sabonis is finding ways to contribute. I still expect them to have a bit more of an impact. But um, if you don't play defense in this league, especially later on in the year, um, that's going to bite you in the ass. Like, there's not many teams that are 27th or below 25th in the league in in terms of total defense um, who end up making the playoffs. Yeah, the, the stats don't lie in this case. And as you mentioned, if you're going to be 27th in defense, you have to be like top three in offense in order to be a playoff team. Um, which and, they uh, are. Right now they are. Number two. Number two. Darren Fox is shooting 53% from the field. He's good. And what is he shooting from three? 39% from three. And Incredible. he's not even close to that in terms of his career averages. So as Raj mentioned, he is shooting out of his mind right now, and that's only bound to go down as they start playing tougher teams and they get out on the road more. And, you know, I'm not trying to be a downer here, even though I am being a downer. But uh, they're going to be a playing team, maybe, maybe. They're not going to be a playoff team. Let's just be real. I don't think they're going to be a playoff team, but they'll easily be a play-in team at this rate. Easily? Look at the teams that they're ahead of. Portland has slowed down since the beginning of the year. Utah is obviously going to fall off. That's like clearly going to happen. Minnesota doesn't know what like doesn't know that they have a team on the floor half the time. You know, Golden State obviously has a, a championship hangover, topped off with a little Draymond spice on top of it. The Mavericks we already talked about. Who am I supposed to worry about in the West? I think I think you actually have to go back in reverse order. You just know that the Rockets and the Spurs are going to be in the basement, and, and you're the gonna Lakers. Have... And the, the Lakers will be pushing. No, the Lakers will be pushing for the Kings. Like I, I don't think you can completely count out, count them out. I think the Thunder will be eventually. Um, so you have three teams. You still need two more, and the Jazz likely um, will be slightly below them. They've obviously cooled off quite a bit since their hot start. Um, so I guess one more team that's clearly worse than them. I don't think it's as clear as that. I think the Trailblazers and the Kings are a lot closer than we we give them credit. And what, they almost have a similar record. So I mean, it's still early in the year, right? Like, there's only so many games that can really differentiate these teams, right? Like, from 1 to 10 right now, you're looking at 3.5 game separation. That's not much. Yeah, but... But we know like which teams are probably going to tank and which teams don't have the talent to keep up. Like the Thunder, the Spurs, the Rockets, and the Jazz are the four. Who's the fifth team? I don't know. You can clearly say, based off of the first 20 games of the season, yeah, for sure. The Kings are clearly above the bottom five. 
There's four for sure. I don't know the fifth team right now. I mean, all I'm saying is there are a lot. There are a lot of teams that look way worse than the Kings do so far. Mm. That's all it is, right? If you look at the chemistry on half of these teams, it's pretty ass. Like the Timberwolves are glaringly much worse in terms of chemistry than you know eighty percent of the league, ninety percent of the league, right? Like that's obvious. The Mavericks, we've already talked about their their shortcomings, but their defense is still good. Not great, good. The Warriors, I'm sure we'll get to the playoffs. So the Warriors, it's Steph. They're not like they're not going to not make it. But the, uh, but the but the Timberwolves have more talent. Like just in terms of they? pure, yeah. Yes. No, they don't. Yes, they do. Come on. Who? You mean Ant who who literally just hangs out in the corner during possessions? Like, look, Ant literally stands there like this during possessions. I'm not saying he's a great leader, or I'm not saying that he has. He's more talented than Kevin Herter. Like I, I'm, I'm, in terms of just he's raw. He's more talent. talented than anybody in the Sacramento Kings. What are we how, even talking about here? How dare you! Oh my Just god! the name of Kevin Herter. This is I, rude. I, I wouldn't. I know Headband Herter is a, a different, uh, different level, but um, uh, come on, Peter, you can't say that with a straight face. That t- Minnesota Timberwolves. <laughs> Don't have more talent than the Sacramento Kings. I think it's just uh, talent wise. Honestly, I think it's close. Oh my god, are you crazy? <laughs> yeah, are you out of your mind? Yeah, Come this on, Timberwolves man. team is a mess. I don't care how much talent they have; they're a mess. Yeah, but, but 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 the argument is who has more talent? Yeah, it's not which team is. No, like you can't you no, can't man, go you, there. No, give me Malik Monk compared to anyone on that Timberwolves bench any day, oh, any day. Oh my god. Oh my! Tell God. me I'm wrong. Who's on that Who's bench that you would take over Malik Monk? We're not talking Who about bench take? talent. We're talking about talent. We're talking about like starting lineups. We're talking about the best players on the team. Minnesota clearly has the better players. I don't think oh they clearly God. do. I don't oh, think Cat yes, is that much better than Sabonis at this point. <sighs> okay, and then what about Rudy Gobert? What about like Yo, Harrison Ant? Barnes has got Gobert on lock, man. Don't worry about that. <laughs> oh my god what about your boy austin rivers yo harrison barnes D'Angelo is Russell. Ter- Her- harrison barnes is gonna turn into terrence man circa 2019 all over again or 2021 whatever remember that was yo if De'Aaron fox continues this clutch play they're making the playoffs i'm just saying this clutch play yo have you seen their like watch their games like legitimately watch their games they are fun as hell and Darren Fox is looking nice. He's actually developed a mid-range jumper and not just mindlessly driving towards the lane anymore. And he's got chemistry with Sabonis. Yo, this offense is flowing. And the defense is going to come. Flowing <laughs> all the way to 11th place. All I need is 10th, and then you know what it is. A couple of games <laughs> and you're in the playoffs, man. You know what they the are? Beam is the gonna Charlotte. Be They're the Charlotte of the last two years. Maybe they make 10th. And then in the play-in game, they're just going to lose by 40. <laughs> you know why you they're are, not the same? Not a bunch of felons on this team. You know what? I actually see the similarities, though. You have you have two owners that just don't know how to manage or even meddle with the team's affairs. You have Michael Jordan and Vivek, two legends of their own domain. I mean, at least Vivek got them a beam, right? Apparently, it's the greatest beam in the history of the world, according to him, too. <laughs> I saw TNT reporting on it, and he said it's like the way it lights up into the sky is like the greatest, uh, like greatest light technology that there is in the world, or something like that. And I was like, okay, <laughs> great, you have something, I guess, Sacramento. Here you go. I don't, I don't doubt it, man. I just want them to have an option of like maxing a player and cheaping out because the beam costs too much. It's like the budget. <laughs> it's a like budget like three million dollars for the beam. It's like they refuse to pay Sabonis. So like, yeah, like Fox's contract comes up. It's like we're paying Darren what? We're paying two hundred billion for the beam. We can't afford De'Aaron anymore. It's like the beam or De'Aaron. Yo, y'all tripping, man. My goodness. You're just jealous you don't get to light the beam yourself. Imagine if the Ottawa Blackhawks or Blackjacks or whatever the fuck they're called had a had a beam. Imagine how that would yeah. go. Yeah, everyone would complain. People would literally <laughs> yeah. complain. That's true. In there's, the city. There's too much like, no light pollution on. that lands down. Oh. 
Yeah, yeah okay. I remember all, all right. like the the neighbors in our neighborhood were complaining about either us playing basketball too late at night, or you know people. And you know, in the winter time, obviously when the lights are on, people are like playing hockey. It's like, oh, the lights need to turn off at eight o'clock instead of nine or ten. It's like, get out of here, <laughs> old people. That's a what a crappy neighborhood, Josh. Move on, man. I don't want to talk about that crap. Give me some stats corner. More crap for you. We're going to talk about the worst performing players in the league so far. I have one more after this as well. So let's see if you can name, according to, what is this, uh, Raptor. So this is from 538.com. They're the stats nerds. So this adjusts for um, offensive and defensive efficiency and the minutes you're playing against um, teams where you're actually not in garbage time. So the real minutes on the floor. So I'm going to actually go team by team with the bottom three players because you're probably not going to get them. So the first one is on the Memphis Grizzlies. He's number 250 of 250. Oh, this is easy. A Canadian I legend. I don't no? think it is. Not no. Dylan Brooks. Not Dylan Brooks, no. <laughs> wow. You got a factor. Uh, He's on the floor with Jaw a lot, right? Yeah. So <laughs> he has that going for him. Uh, you got to think about young players in this scenario, right? Because young players always suck when it comes to efficiency stats and just... Santi Aldama. Nope. Oh, too young. Let's see if you can name one of the rookies, actually. Uh, oh You're going to kill me here. Yeah, the only thing I can, the only one I can think of is Kenny Lofton Jr., and he ain't in the league, so... No. <laughs> it's uh, David Roddy. If you look him up, he's actually oh. uh, he's quite thick. He's a big boy. He's just like Kenny. Is he thicker they than go Kenny? to the same. They go to the same establishments in Memphis, the same barbecue places. <laughs> Rude. Damn. So the next one should be a lot easier for you. It's the Houston Rockets. Jalen Green. Incorrect. KPJ. Damn. Incorrect. Oh wow. Well, KPJ's putting up good stats. He's not efficient, but he's putting up good stats. Okay. Hmm. Uh, I'm talking about overall effectiveness on the floor, by the way. It's not just efficiency. Like, their team sucks with them when they're on the floor, when you adjust all the stats. Right, 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 right. Looking at a young guy? Oh, yeah. I mean, Houston's full of them, right? They don't have any veterans. I'm just, that just means I'm taking off Eric Gordon. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No. Uh, Let's go with Kmart Jr. Mm -mm. Damn. Let's say Jashot and Tate. Man, you guys are so far off. This one should be easy. He's in the starting lineup. You've named everyone else. <laughs> no. Who the hell is it? They're rookie. You got drafted second overall. Oh, or Jabari. Overall. Jabari, Correct. Yo, Jabari is so forgettable this year. My God. Yeah, he's been pretty bad so far. And then you have the Dallas Mavericks. It's a player we've already talked about. Luca. Uh, Reggie Bullock. Correct. Reggie Bullock <laughs> is the third worst. And we have Washington. This one Peter should be able to get. Oh, Willie. Big Willie uh, Barton. Will Barton having probably the worst <laughs> season of his career. He's been awful. He's low-key been awful. It's just the while. Nuggets kind of hid <laughs> like uh, his deficiencies. Like They were playing so slow that he wasn't able to chuck. Yeah, basically. And the last one puts this stat under a microscope. It's Cleveland. Starting lineup. Mobley? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and honestly, I've watched a lot of their games. Like, he hasn't been good in a lot of these games. Like, his stats sort of even out in the end, but there's been a lot of games where he just doesn't really do anything. He's just there. Yeah. It's very strange for someone that we thought would take, like, a big leap. Um. Yeah, for guys coming in their second year, you would hope that like it would be a big evolution, kind of like what Scotty is doing in Toronto, right? Like just taking that next step in your development. But I, I wonder if it's because Mitchell is there now and he sort of just doesn't know where he belongs. Sort of just feeling I mean, out. This he's new still team. averaging like fifteen and eight, but then you like actually watch the games and you're like, "There's something missing here." Yeah. So yeah, um, and then more crappy play. Last stat. Can you name the lowest catch-and-shoot three-point percentage 
players with a minimum of 53 points attempted so far. So should I go by team or you just want to guess a few? So minimum 50 catch and shoot? Minimum 50 catch and shoot threes. Who are the lowest percentage three-point uh, three-point players so far this season? Players, okay, okay. Luca. No. Damn. Reggie Bullock. Bullock <laughs> is at number seven. He's thirty-one. these Dallas Mavericks today, man. You know who's not on there? Any Sacramento Kings? That's for damn sure. Shooting this too well. True. This is true. <laughs> yeah, they won't last. That's actually no. This is not true. Actually. Keegan Murray is in the bottom 10. He's number 9. He's at 31%, uh, surprisingly. Better than... Yeah, better than Reggie Bullock. Also, Keegan Murray's a rookie, man. Give the guy a Let break. Him Low catch-and-shoot threes. Min- minimum 50. Clay can't be there. No, no. He's been bad, but he's not that bad. RJ Barrett. Yeah, you got one. RJ mm. Barrett, 28.6%. On catch and shoot threes. What number is he? Number four. Man, okay. he's been rough. Talk about a guy that we thought would break out this year. Mm. Brutal. He doesn't have the it factor. He just doesn't. Like he's no. he's gonna be a a good fourth guy, maybe third. Maybe. Uh, he'll be he'll be an okay fourth guy. <laughs> yeah, like not a good, but a suitable fourth guy. I think he's been eating too much with uh, David Roddy and Kenny Lofton Jr. recently. <laughs> I don't know how yeah, they've gotten together, but he looks a bit fat this year. A little bit. A little bit big. He got paid, man. Yeah. That's why. But finally chunky. eat. Not great. Uh, let's see. Who else? Uh, give us some teams. Atlanta. DeAndre? Hunter? Mm-mm. Sometimes you look at their box scores, and this guy has like five points on two of five shooting. Oh, JC. you like... Yeah, John, John Collins, twenty three percent. Yo, get that guy off Atlanta, Top. man. Yeah, he. Too why talented. is he shooting catch and shoot? Th- yeah, too talented. No, but he's normally pretty good at catch and shoot threes too. I think he's yeah. just sort of checked out at this point. He's like, I'm not getting the ball, so I'm I'm good. Yeah, and he's probably just just chucking them up like when he gets them because he knows he's not going to get shots when he normally wants them in good positions. Yeah, everyone knows that feeling in pickup basketball when you play with uh, <laughs> guys that chuck too much, like Josh. <laughs> how dare you yeah yeah how dare you um that's our point right. guard Raj. come on now yeah 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 come on i'm not passing you the ball anymore. got outplayed outplayed last week yeah whatever by a new point guard over here Scrub. oh <laughs> i'll save that yeah, for rick, rick brunson over here rick brunson <laughs> not i i told peter i played more like aaron holiday on his best night oh <laughs> what, a, what a strange comparison, eh? Yeah, it's odd. <laughs> yeah. Out of all the guys, what? Okay, hold on, hold on. Who he play for? Aaron Holiday. He's like, he this. plays with his he plays with his brother. This is correct. <laughs> what team? Where are they getting paychecks from? <laughs> Give me a sec. Let me let me think about this. They don't play on any of the the Texas teams. They're on the West. Wait one sec. You better not. They're be the Eastern Conference right now. No, no, they're not. My hands are here. Eastern Conference. Yes, correct. Let me get back to you. Let me get back to you. I got to think about who they're playing for. <laughs> okay, moving on. Second worst three point percentage Brutal. shooter in the NBA is from Indiana. He's a starter. Aaron Neesmith. Incorrect. Jalen Smith. Benedict Mathen. Correct. 23.9%. Do not besmirch Benedict Matherin, okay? Benedict. How Come dare on. you? Yeah, yeah Canadian. Canadian brethren. And he's a good shooter. Yeah. He's Next a Ray legit Allen. shooter. Next Ray Allen. Mark it down. I'm okay with that. Just a little short. Yeah, it's all right. He's, he makes up for with hops. Next guy is on Minnesota. This one should be easy. <laughs> D'Angelo Russell? Correct. 28.6%. <laughs> I wanted to jokingly say go bear. <laughs> <laughs> 53 oh, point attempts, huh? Yo, so, he takes like one every like six games and it's always an air ball, man. It's true. He finds himself open at the top of the key and he's like, eh, why not? Let it fly, baby. Yeah. Throw no that croissant in the air. <laughs> uh, lastly, Boston Celtics, surprisingly, despite their number one offense. Grant Williams? 
No, no Grant is shooting well this year. Marcus Smart. It's always the most obvious choice. 29.2%. Yo, Marcus Smart, man. He'll be bad like one week, and then the next week he'll drop like three games of 25+. plus. That's pretty much how his career has gone offensively, and I'm okay with it. Yo, Raj, you figure out where all the Aaron Holiday is yet after you compared yourself to him? I have two teams that I think he could be on. Okay. There's only two. Go for it. It's it's either the Washington Wizards or the Atlanta Hawks. Because those okay, are the teams that I really don't... Pick one. I'm going to say the, the Hawks probably. Just because like, if you kind of think about it, they have Monty Morris on the Wizards. So I would assume that both the Holiday Brothers would be playing on the, the Hawks behind... Uh, DeJounte Murray. Is that your final answer? No. Let's just not go with the final answer. <laughs> oh my goodness. I don't man. know. All I know is they're not playing on Indiana anymore and they're not on the Raps. They're clearly not on the Bucks or the 76ers or the Nets. Um, they're definitely not on the Orlando Magic. It's so funny that you uh, keep saying they like when the Morris twins were on the same team for like the beginning of their career. Yeah, but the Holiday Twins come in as a package. I think that's in their contracts. So, so we're the Morris brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Don't Phoenix like mess them up. Uh, he is indeed on the Atlanta Hawks. Good job. Bravo. Both. Golf Both platform for you. Yeah. yeah. What a way to end the podcast. Yo, we should do a Who We Play For every week just to mess up Raj. Oh I agree. God. I'll find Yo, another next guy week, next week. Next week, I'm going to choose a player from his fantasy team and see if he knows what team he's on. Yo, fuck that. Let's end the pod. Let's not go there. Let me enjoy my Sunday night. The Eagles are playing. I'm out. All right. I guess on that note, we'll call it here. I want to thank everyone for listening. Please remember to rate and subscribe on Spotify, on iTunes. Leave those five-star reviews. Leave those comments. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Hoops Corner Pod. And until next time, peace.